2020, episode 54. Have 2020 Vision with Eye on 2020, the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date as we approach November 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. Hey everybody, it's Ray Eaton, your host of Ion2020, the place that you come to daily for all the news and related events with regards to this 2020 election that we find ourselves looking forward to. Uh, if you're joining me every day, you're getting some of the good news, and uh, I'm making sure that I bring you the top stories that I can find. Also, I try to find all of the, uh, the, you know, the candidates, what they think about, what their uh, platforms are, trying to find more and more third-party candidates for you as well. There's not a lot of those guys that are hopping into the uh, into the fray right now just because it's not the time for third parties to do it. They kind of do it, you know, towards the beginning of, beginning of 2020, you'll start seeing people announce that they're going to start trying to run for their particular uh, third party. But you got the Democrats. They are, you know, they are going at it right now. That's That's all you really see on the news is, which Democrat is going to be running for president, who's announcing, who is uh, deciding that they're going to go ahead and throw their hat into the ring. And you're also seeing them line up to go into Iowa and the different states that are the first primaries, like New Hampshire. And that's the news that you pretty much find and stuff, you know. And then you got Donald Trump, who's out there uh, just doing, you know, doing his thing that he does, making controversies here and there. And there's a few Republicans so far that have decided, or not decided, but are, you know, tinkering with the idea of throwing their hat in the ring against Donald Trump. Uh, I heard an interview over the weekend, last weekend, that uh, Jeb Bush was talking with, you know, a news agency, I think it was CNN or uh, CBS or something, and he was saying that he thinks that somebody should run against Donald Trump, that there should be somebody, you know, the people should be given a choice, is what he was saying, and he's the one that got really beat up by Donald Trump during the primaries, because Jeb Bush, he was kind of the guy that was gonna be, you know, the shoe-in for president, because he was George Bush's brother, you know, they have their legacy, and blah, 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 he was also the governor of Florida, um, and, you know, just, just a real you know, player in the Republican Party. He was the establishment guy, and, you know, he, I, I guess he had a generally a good record in Florida at the time, so of tax cuts, you know, those things that Republicans want to hear, right? Tax cuts, and he's, you know, uh, what is it? He's against abortion, pro-life, you know, thing like all those little talking points that the Republicans want to hear. He was their guy. And uh, he was saying that over the weekend, that he thinks that the Republicans should be given a choice. And being an establishment guy, it make it you may, it kind of makes you wonder if that's something that he's going to try to do. Not him, but he's going to try to encourage some of these third-party 
not third party candidates, but these Republicans that run against Donald Trump to primary him. And he got, you know, this Kasich guy, uh, he's the governor of Ohio. He ran in 2016 against Trump and he got beat as well. I think he stayed in it for a longer time than a lot of other people because somehow he thought that he would be like a rational voice among, you know, the, the bickering of all the kids that were out there. He was, you know, he tried to position himself as the rational choice. And I remember him doing that. <clears throat> and it kind of, uh, it didn't really work in his favor though. People wanted to hear the loudmouth Donald Trump at the time. That's what the Republican voters wanted to hear. He won hands down a lot of these, a lot of the uh, primaries and was able to get the Republican nomination. Obviously, we all know that. And then he went on to win the presidency. So um, it was his time to shine. People, that's what the voter wanted to see, apparently, is, you know, a loud mouth that's going to go after people because he was able to play up the idea that America was you know, perceived negatively on the national international stage and that people are taking advantage of us and that he was going to be the strong man to fix that. And now he is trying to position himself as the guy that did fix that uh, by saying the things that he does say. But I just, I don't think that, my personal view is I don't think that a lot has changed since he took office, obviously. Uh, he says there's lots of, you know, deregulation and all that. I don't know if that's true. He shows the stack of papers that of all the regulations that they cut. Um, but I, I mean, those are things that haven't really affected my life, I don't think. But he was able to t- cut taxes and uh, you know get this tax cut through, which I did notice a little bit uh, and a huge difference on my taxes this year when I did file them. So I, I, I give. I, I guess I could give him a plus for that. I don't know how it affected other people. I don't know if it was, as the Democrats say, a tax cut for the rich, but the poor didn't get anything. I don't know. I, I do deal with a lot of people that <clears throat> are small business owners, and they're saying that a lot of people seem like they're getting tax checks back right now that seem a little bit bigger than they were last year. So that might be something... Uh, that has helped out the you know the poor people or the middle class people, uh, and you know I've heard other things said that maybe the rich people did not get the tax cut that they expected to in the sense that they can't deduct their mortgage as much anymore. And there's a few key things. Oh, and also like state tax deductions, you can't deduct your state taxes. So that could have been in the in the states that have higher taxes on wealthy people. It could have been a tax increase on them because of that. But we all know tax, you know, wealthy people, they have a lot of ability to find ways around those taxes and find the loopholes that they want and so forth. So um, I have no sympathy in that sense uh, for those people. And I, I don't encourage more taxes and whatever. You know, to me, being a libertarian, I don't think that the government should have the ability to tax people anyway uh, just because taxation is the confiscation of somebody's wealth. And, you know, the more loopholes you can find, the better. So, so be it, right? That's what I say. Um, it doesn't make you a patriot just because you pay more taxes. That's, that's not the truth. Uh, the, that's what the government would want, what, would want us all to think. And they've done a very good job of making people think that it's their civic duty to pay taxes and everything else. Uh, but not so much. So anyway, he, Donald Trump may have done some good things, done some bad things, whatever. But, um, you know, these these candidates are out there right now. You got the Republicans and you got the Democrats and you got some people that are uh, Republicans that are going to be trying to run against Donald Trump possibly. Uh, 
and the talking points, you know, that they're, you know, someone like Kasich, if he does decide to run against Trump, is going to try to go after him and, uh, and try with himself like he did last time as a rational choice. I just don't think that a third, you know, not a third party, but a, a Republican that's going to challenge Trump is going to get anywhere. The polls don't don't make it look like it's a possibility. Um, so, hey, today what I wanted to bring up is something that I found a bunch of articles on and I was going to take I was going to take this show way differently when I was thinking about it, uh, because the way that most of the news agencies position this particular story was a huge negative for Donald Trump. And they made it sound like he was, you know, taking a Hitler stance in some ways and calling. So let me get into the story and then I'll, and then I'll, uh, move forward with, with commentary on it. Okay. So I pull up an article earlier and it was talking about Donald Trump in the statement that he says, and this is what he said on Breitbart, Breitbart News Network. And this is this particular article is coming from the USA Today. And it says, President Trump, Trump sparked controversy in a Breit, Breitbart interview during which he touted the toughness of his supporters. In his chat with Breitbart, Breitbart News Network, Trump said, I can tell you I have the police, the support of the police, the support of the military, the support of bikers for Trump. I have the tough people, but they don't play it tough until they get to a certain point, and then it would be very bad, very bad, quote, or end quote. So, I, I, start, I start hearing about this particular line of statements right there, and then I see it framed in a certain way. And the way that the news, art, news agencies were framing it is that Trump was using this in relation to the um, the wall going up, and that he had this executive order for the wall, and that the and that the uh, Congress just passed this you know this resolution to not allow him to have this executive order and everything else. And then the way that one of the news agencies that I saw framed it was that he was calling and saying that he would you know declare martial law and tell his supporters to go out there and start, you know, having an insurrection of some sort. I don't know. I mean, vigilante justice and all, and that he would call the military in to take over America and all this stuff. Like, that's the way that they framed it. And when I read the article and the way that they framed it, it blew my mind that he had said that. And I, I would, honestly, guys, I would not put it past a Donald Trump to say that. Because I don't think that he believes in the Constitution at all. I think that he believes in a strong, a strong man approach to the government, and it shows in the fact that he is willing to sign an executive order to fund the wall when it's clearly said in the Constitution that it is the Congress's authority to de- declare what things are going to be spent spent on, right? So they're the ones that say this is what the money has to go towards, and then the executive is the one that has to send that money to where it goes and, you know, fulfill the law. So when they, when, when I started reading these different articles on this, I thought to myself, well, I wouldn't put it past the guy. I mean, he would, he's using that as a threat, but as I got further into reading it, I said, well, let me just go straight to Breitbart News Network and see exactly 
what the interview was and the way that he framed it. Because to me, I guess you got to go straight to the horse's mouth, right? Uh, even the Guardian, it says, you know, they say Trump is cornered with violence on his mind. We must be on red alert. That's what Robert Reich says on the Guardian. And then he follows up with the article and he, you know, says that, you know, House Democrats are beginning a series of investigations and hearings about Donald Trump. Senate Republicans have begun to desert him. Twelve defected on the wall. Seven refused to back Saudi Arabia's war on Yemen. Almost all have gone on record that they want Robert Mueller's report made public. That report, not incidentally, appears imminent. Trump cannot abide losing. His ego can't contain humiliation. He is incapable of shame. So what does a cornered Trump do? For starters, he raises a specter of violence against his political opponents. So, and then they get into this whole statement that he said on Breitbart. I have the support of the police, the support of the military, the support of bikers for Trump. I have the tough people, but they don't play it tough until they go to get to a certain point, And then it would be very bad, very bad. In case you missed it, they are Trump's political opponents including House Democrats and mainstream media. But that the they that they were but they don't play it tough until they get to a certain point. He's talking about his followers, right? Or not his followers, but yeah, his followers, like the bikers for Trump. They don't play it tough. I have tough people, but they don't play it tough until they get to a certain point. So the bikers for Trump, the Trump supporters what he was saying is that the like his supporters they don't they're not you know always trying to play tough he's saying that the democrats are playing a tough game and so forth it's it's just it's totally taken out of context in the articles that i read and i hate to i hate to support trump you know be a defender of trump in this thing it was just a case of um it was a case of fake news it was a case of the the people that wrote, write these articles having a preconceived opinion of what they read and then they go and rewrite an article and if you get down to what he was talking about in the actual article um he's talking about he's talking about the congress and the them investigating him and so forth and that's what I want to go ahead and read the entire thing because I just think it was, it was taken completely out of context by almost every news agency I found. But then when you read it as a you know an open-minded person that doesn't take one side or the other, it just blows my mind that they would sit there and and um, and take it like that. Because the they that he was talking about was not the Democrats; it was just in general people that support him. And you know, but I think what I think it is is this. The gloves are off on the Democratic side, right? They're trying to punch, punch, punch and get get him down on the floor, essentially, you know, in a political way, right? And he is. The dude, I mean, Donald Trump does not have a lot of popularity among Democrats at all, right? He has low support, but he's also, you know, under investigation for a lot of things, and that's what they're trying to do. The same thing they tried to do with, the Republicans tried to do with Clinton back in the late 90s, right? That's just the way that the politics game is. And Donald Trump is on the floor, and he is getting beat up right now. And the 
they just, I, I don't know. It's, it's, when I was looking at these articles, man, it just blew my mind that they would do that, but that they would take them out of context like that because he is not talking for an insurrection or a revolution or anything or a military, you know, the military coming in and backing him up. He's just saying, I have the military, I have, you know, the military vote. I have those people on my side. I have the police on my side. I mean, the the military and the police, they love him. That's just a Republican thing, but they also, you know, for exclusively for Trump. But he wasn't saying that he cannot, it was totally taken out of context that he would be saying that those people should start, you know, just obeying him and not obeying Congress. So let me just go ahead and read the actual statement. So Trump says this, he says, so here's the thing. It's so terrible what's happening, Trump said when asked by Breitbart News Deputy Political Editor Amanda House about his anticipated executive order on campus free speech. So this is not even an executive order on the wall. It's an executive order on campus free speech. And it says, and then quote from Trump, You know, the left plays a tougher game. It's very funny. I actually think that the people on the right are tougher but they don't play it tougher. So let me stop there. You know the left plays a tougher game. What he's saying is that the left is playing a tougher game than what the right is playing, right? Now, if he was if Donald Trump was a democrat, the right would be playing that tougher game because he's on the defensive now and he's been put on the defensive by the democrats. So he in his mind I think he's realizing that the left plays a tougher game. So he says, "You know, the left plays a tougher game. It's very funny. I actually think that the people on the right are tougher, but they don't play it tougher. Okay, I can tell you I have the support of the police, the support of the military, the support of the bikers for Trump. And the reason why he says the bikers for Trump is because bikers are usually perceived as tough guys, right? So you got the military, they're tough guys. You got the police, they're tough, tough guys. You got the bikers for Trump, they're tough guys. So he's saying that just to say, I have tough people. And then that's what he says at the end. Or right after that, he says, uh, I have the tough people, but they don't play it tough. So I have the tough people, but they don't play it tough. So the bikers for Trump, yeah, they're tough guys, but they're... So bikers traditionally have been just perceived as tough guys, right? So that's what he was saying. And then he says, but the left plays it cuter and tougher. So they, you know, package it up with a bow, essentially... That's what the in, but they're tough when they're doing it. So the left plays it cuter and tougher, like with all the nonsense that they do in Congress, with all this investigations. That's all they want to do, as you know. They do things that are nasty. Republicans never played like this. So, if you take the entire thing into context, all he's saying is that the Democrats play a very tough game, and that Trump, well, his supporters are tough, but they don't put the gloves on the same way that the Democrats do and that they do it in a nasty way. And that that's all he's saying, but they took a couple of sentences in an entire statement and they just completely twist it to make it sound like Donald Trump would really call for, is really calling for a, you know, a, a revolution or something like that, where he's going to take the military and, you know, essentially pull a Caesar and take the military and bring it to Rome, you know, and that's not what he was, that's not, definitely not what he was doing in this particular statement, so 
I just thought it was so interesting. And what the problem with the news doing this, right? These media outlets doing this, they take a few sentences from what somebody, what he says, and then they break it in to sound like it's worse than it really is. And then essentially they're just crying wolf. When there's plenty of things you could get Donald Trump on, he is a strong man type person, right? He's the person that is willing to go around Congress to get this wall funded when it's totally not something that he should be able to do. But one of the news articles that I read said that the that they were referring to this statement in light of the wall funding being turned, you know, or him, what was it, he, um... Trump vetoed the the uh, thing that the Congress sent. What is what the Senate passed a resolution that said that they would not allow him to have this emergency emergency declaration for the wall funding, right? And Trump vetoed that, and then it's going to come back to Congress to vote on, and it's going to come back to the Senate to vote on, and the Senate does not have the votes to override his veto. I think they need a two thirds majority in the Senate and in the House in order to override a veto, right? So. One of the articles I read was framing it in light of that, that even if the Congress decides to override his veto, that he would be willing to have the police come and arrest people, force this thing down everyone's throat, and, you know, that he would take a dictatorial role at that point if they decide that they're going to, you know, override his veto. That's what this, that's what one of the articles was framing it as, and he had not, this had, this particular line of statements was in regard to this campus free speech issue, which technically, I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but technically when a, a college receives grant money and loan money and so forth from a federal, federal agency, that federal agency has power to say, if you don't do this, this, or this, then we can withhold your money. And the president is in charge of that money once it's been allocated for, by Congress. So he does have some ability to make that happen. Um, and I think that it would be technically constitutional to make that happen. Whether you agree with it or not, I don't know. I just think that it, there probably is some legal, you know, it, it is, there is some precedent that would allow him to be able to do something like that. So, but on the wall issue with the Congress and then the Senate, going in and passing this, or the House of Representatives and the Senate going in and passing this resolution through, and then he vetoes it, and then it comes back to the Congress to get the majority vote to override the veto. And then if if Trump decides to go against that, somehow, I, I, he's not gonna, I mean, he might still go through with it, who knows? But I don't think that in this statement, it was it was said that way. It was not said that way, and you cannot link it to this wall issue because that's not where it was at. Um, but anyway, I just thought. I mean, it, it it makes it so the the news agencies are not credible when they're making a statement. So now, when I'm reading the USA Today, when I'm reading, um, you know, the different news agencies that I found this on, especially like the Guardian. Now, the Guardian is a left leaning or a left newspaper in the first place. So they're going to frame things in a different way. But it, but the person that wrote this, Robert Reich, should have at least, you know, read the entire statement and seen how it was linked because he's trying to link it to things that is that he can't link it to, right? Um link his state link 
Trump statements of things they can't link it to. So it just makes it so that later on down the road, you're going to be reading an article and you're going to have a lot less ability to trust that article. And I think that that's wrong that these news agencies are doing it, but they're playing to their readers who are looking for reasons to hate Trump when there's plenty of reasons that they could hate Trump that are legitimate reasons, right? Um, you don't have to make stuff up. Let's be honest. So all that's going to do also is make Trump's supporters love him even more. I've said it before. I don't think this wall issue is going to be um, a winning issue for Trump, except for the fact that it's going to make his constituency love him even more. His base is going to love him even more. And that's one of the reasons why they voted for this guy in the first place. So it's going to get them out to donate. It's going to get them out to, you know, try to get people to vote for Donald Trump and so forth. So it is a winning issue in that sense. But I think that overall, the American people in general are not ones that are like, oh, yeah, put up the wall. You do have some people like that, but I don't think everyone's like that. Um, So... I just think that he's playing to his base in this thing, and I don't think that, I mean, I just wish that the news agencies would be a little bit more honest in their portrayal of this thing, because I was furious. As a libertarian, I was absolutely furious that Donald Trump would start threatening that he's going to, you know, call on the military to take over, you know, take take things over and declare martial law and all this other stuff, and I was like, I, I was furious. When I was about to start this episode... Before I really started researching the issue, I was thinking to myself that I was going to go off on this guy. And then I start reading into it, and I was getting more furious than I actually read the actual interview. And I was like, yeah, he didn't mean that. So go ahead and look at it, though. It's at, it's at um, Breitbart.com, and it was from, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's on their front page or anything like that, but it's exclusive President Donald Trump. Paul Ryan blocked subpoenas of Democrats. That is the exact, that that is the article's uh, head, headline, all right? So go ahead and read it if you want to, and tell me what you think. And you could do that by going to my webpage, which is iontheempire.com. You could do it at my Twitter handle, which is at iontheempire. And uh, if you want to, you could put some put some comments in the comment section as well on our, uh, you know, on the podcatcher that you're listening through but go ahead and subscribe to the show if you haven't done it already go ahead and subscribe you'll hear me tomorrow and you can go and read or listen to some of my other shows as well uh have 53 of them previous to this one so you might enjoy some of those and while you have a chance go ahead and give me a five-star rating and review but mostly subscribe all right and uh, check out the webpage, and that will make me real happy but i appreciate you coming out and listening today i hope today you have clearer vision for the 2020 election and the clear thing that you know is that you can't trust the news media apparently um which sucks there are some news agencies out there that they get some good news from but man i wish that they would be a little bit more honest in the way that they um frame these things man because i even think on like antiwar.com i read something about this and it was uh framed in a negative light when whoever wrote that probably did not read the entire thing and antiwar.com is one of the places i go to on a regular basis for a lot of the news um just because they're publishing some really good stuff a lot of times so even they i think they might have made a mistake on this one um and you know took it out of context so but go ahead you know go i hope today you had clearer vision uh, for this 2020 election and this is i on 2020 
your place for clear vision for the 2020 election.